ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready. Yes, yes, yes. Evening, people. Back again, as they always say. Uh, Raps on TV here to report the best things in boxing, live and direct. A busy weekend. Uh, in fact, quite a few shows with a few promoters from Aram to PBC to Matchroom. Uh, so looking forward to getting into this week's show. I'm here with my co-host, as per usual. Tom, how's it going, Tom? I'm good coaching yourself. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Jet lag, but still there. <laughs> You're on your toes for the weekend, man. Nice, good, great, uh, great weekend of boxing, and uh, yeah, like I said, just kind of uh, get get stuck into it. Crawford card, the big fight everyone was uh, talking about, and uh, I suppose the the, the the ending has raised a lot of eyebrows on the, uh, social media, but also uh, turning our attention to the the matching show from the weekend. Dave Allen uh, third round knockout over Lucas Brown, and uh, yeah, really kind of rejuvenated phase of his career. I know I definitely hear your nats so um, so yeah no it's got packed agenda this week Um, so obviously uh, Crawford Khan as we just touched on there um, in London we had Dave Allen headlining the card against Lucas Brown um, with a lot of uh, up up and coming prospects on that bill Uh, and obviously over in the the States as well in the West Coast we had uh, Danny Garcia versus Adrian Granados Um, lots of prospects to talk about on both the uh, Top Rank and the PBC show. Uh, looking forward to getting into this weekend's boxing, uh, headlined by Leron Richard in a co-feature of Daniel Dubois. So it goes to show the kind of talent, uh, young talent that's coming through the boxing world at the moment. Um, and also some slightly breaking news uh, about potentially Joshua Ortiz, uh, Anthony Joshua and Luis Ortiz. That fight will definitely not be happening on the 1st of June. Um, so yeah, I think no better place to start really than... Um, um, then, uh, then really, Khan and uh, uh, the this a low blow. Um, so, uh, yeah. without me saying too much, um, I guess you know I'll, I'll, I'll say this in terms of fight. We obviously raps on TV were in the building, very present. Uh, thanks down to uh, Melt PR and Top Rank. Um, and yeah, the build up was good. Um, slightly strange. Both fighters uh, stayed in separate hotels, um, and you know, let's say from a promotional point of view. Uh, they were doing their best with face-to-faces in the week, which is not something that's really been seen before. Um, you know, a lot of uh, interviews with the press. And, um, yeah, we, we, we saw the fight take place down at the Madison Square Gardens, fantastic arena. Uh, for those of you that haven't been, I would definitely recommend if you ever get the opportunity to do that. Um, and, uh, yeah, we saw the fight take place later than usual, even from a New York standard. And we saw uh, Crawford... Um, who I thought come in with a great ring walk um, sort of entrance. Um, and he kind of came in and, uh, yeah, from the first round, like, let his intentions be known. Um, Tom, you saw the fight. Um, what yeah. were your thoughts on the fight itself? Yeah, I was, in, yeah, I was impressed with uh, Crawford from the, the beginning. I think it was kind of uh, textbook Crawford come out, um, use his, his, his angles, his, his jab, his distance. Um Obviously, it's well documented that the finish wasn't what we expected. Um, whether or not 
And I think there's only so much criticism you can give for Khan because the way the fight was going, the trajectory of the fight was going in the in Crawford's favour, to be to be brutally honest. And I think um, he would have got to him in a matter of time, whether it had been kind of the uh, late championship rounds. Uh, but I think, I mean, you would have probably known a lot better at ringside what the, the, the general kind of uh, view of the was, um, general view of the early rounds, how that was kind of playing out. Uh, but from watching it um, on TV uh, from the outset, I think Crawford just kind of, yeah, it was, it was just kind of a, a basic um, exhibition kind of performance in, in a sense. The, the fact that he was able to establish his, his range, his distance early on. Uh, Con uh, did get get off with a few kind of combinations, quick hand speed as usual, but nothing really to deter Crawford from, from just kind of getting to him, um, sussing him out and able to kind of negate any aggressive uh, comfort tactics that uh, Khan had. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned some uh, definitely some good points there. Um, I think probably for me, I would say, um, and again, I would say only give a bit more extra commentary because um, obviously I was there, we were present. And um, last week's show, you know, I I felt that Khan would probably surprise a lot of people and finish the fight. I thought he would get to the to the to the, to, to the twelve rounds, um, and you know Crawford would look good, but you know probably even not Khan down. But I just felt you know he's. His, like you said, the hand speed, especially in combinations. I thought, you know, he would stand the test of time and he wanted to prove himself. And this was sort of yeah. like the platform for him to do that. Um, I will say, however, that Crawford was openly in the hotel. So, let's say Thursday, we'll kick Thursday off with there. You know, there's a few roundtable interviews with the underfighters, but can't, undercard fighters, but Crawford was around. And his aura, it was, there was a mean aura about him. And I thought, okay, like I've been around different fighters, but there was something about this guy. I said, "Okay, this this guy don't give a fuck," kind of thing. Um, and yeah. then the Friday, the way in, you know, the way he was kind of getting into into Carl's face. Um, before there was a little bit of, I'll say, iggly biggly in terms of like you know the camps. Um, but I started to say to myself, you know what? I started feeling a bit worried for Khan, and you know, seeing some of the the build up, like the face to face. I felt Khan was just a bit too respectful. We know. Crawford's a great fighter. We know he's got them, you know, the skill set uh, to beat most fighters. But I just felt, you know, where Crawford wasn't really giving him the props to his face, you know, Khan seemed to be more, maybe more intimidating and was like, yeah, you know, Crawford's a great fighter. And okay, you're paying homage, but once you see the guy's not saying the same thing about you, you can cut it out. So I started to think, hmm, you know, maybe Khan's a bit nervous here. I don't know. But but come the Saturday, um, and I'm literally talking all afternoon. Um, Crawford was just walking around the hotel, like, up and down in the lobby, just, like, doing his thing, but still with a mean aura about him. And I thought to myself, I don't know, I'm worried for Khan here. Um, so, yeah, we, the fight kicks off. The intro, yeah. again, I was like, wow, you know, it's like, from a subliminal, it's like the, the choice of tracks. Um, the first round kicks off, and it's all a bit tentative. Nothing's really happening. Um, but Crawford's throwing a big punch to indicate that, you know, he wants to land that, a, a hook, you know, um, but he missed. And then eventually... A strange combination of punches, if you look at it, um, he caught him twice. Um, one wobbled him, the second one put him down. Um, and I have to be honest, at that moment, I thought, whoa, we're going to see, you know, I thought it was one, maybe the end of Khan, but I thought, two, we're going to see something happen to Khan that we haven't seen before um, in terms of an early yeah. knockout. Um, and to Khan's credit, like you said, he, he, he well, he, we say we got he got to the sixth round, but there was nothing he was really doing which was going to win him rounds. Now, you know, in a three-minute round, yes, he might have had a 10, 20-second period where he threw a couple of shots and landed one, 
Um, but even I made sure I was I wanted to look at the, the punch stats for that fight and you know Crawford was just dominant in every area. Now some of the people I was next to gave Khan one round. I personally didn't really. Um I thought it was a clean sweep. Um and uh when the, the, the time of let's say the, the low blow punch uh came, that was luckily enough shown on the screen, you could see it was inside thigh, not straight on the balls as to say. Um so I thought to myself Okay, it's, it's it's bad, but you know, five minutes will roll on, and you could—I don't know—you could just see Khan. I—I I, I don't want to say Khan, but you could just tell this was going to happen because there was a bit of there was just something, um, and I think it goes back to your point of you know Crawford just kind of being dominant. Um, you know, Khan yeah. must have been in that fight and knew that you know, and that's one thing I guess nobody in the media got to ask him was, did he feel he still had an opportunity to win the fight after this from uh, from the sixth round? Um, and for me, it was a clear, clear sign of he knew he wasn't really going to win this fight. Um, I felt it was a bit early. Um, later on, we spoke, they said Virgil Hunter pulled him out. But you see the interv- interview and Virgil Hunter's kind of intimating that he's looking at Khan. Um, and yeah, it's disappointing um, because, and I'll, and I'll say this mainly because there, Khan had brought, brought um, a few, quite a few fans out. Um, and even speaking to them, you know, leaving the fight, asking them what they felt you know, about Khan's performance. They were just like, look, it's, it's time for him to be done now. They weren't, like, angry. They were just like, obviously, they wanted to see him fight. They wanted to see him put on a performance and disappointed that it ended in that fashion. Um, but none of them yeah. were kind of, like, um, calling him a chicken or a pussy or anything like that. But it was just like, for the way the fight was playing out, they just said, yeah, I think it's his time done. Um, I mean, for you, when you saw the low blow, did you think he was going to continue? Or did you, from the TV, did it seem like, you know, he was going to continue, or that he was going to do what he did. They were, they were going to pull him out. No, I think I think he, I think when the low blow landed, I think he was looking just by his body language, the way he turned immediately and looked at the corner. I, I think there was a there was an element of like he was looking for a way out. Understandably, the the shot was below the belt and uh, and an illegal shot in every kind of sense of the, uh, the viewing. But um, I think I mean in terms of. The way, like I said, the trajectory of the fight was going only in one direction. I don't think a low blow would have made the whole difference. Now, people might disagree with that. They might say, well, if you're caught with a low blow, you should at least have a point deducted. Maybe use the maximum um, of the, the, the five minutes. And I know BT uh, were, were talking about that on the panel. They had um, said that, well, why didn't uh, Khan use the five minutes, uh, the, the maximum time to, to recover, recuperate, and then kind of acknowledge um, his corner and let the, the referee know that he was he was able to continue. Did I think he was going to use that? No. Um, I think the way he the way he was looking, uh, the way his body language, uh, the way his facial expressions kind of told the story. Really, he was looking for a, for a way out of the fight. Um, and I, I don't think you can do much um, justice for it, really, because I mean, six rounds in, seven rounds in, you think well still in the fight he was, he was still in the fight he did like you said people uh, sitting next to you ringside had had it maybe winning one two rounds because of the, the way he was remaining active Crawford wasn't probably uh, landed as much I mean, in terms of his output the early rounds Khan was still in there getting his, his hand speed off and I think because Khan's always in an exciting fight to the, the general uh, public general viewer he is excited he, he, he does captivate um, a, a particular audience to say look he is active he's He's landed, say, four four shots at a time, six shots at a time, which many judges now can um, find that appealing. So um, I think in terms of 
doing himself any justice, didn't help that he didn't kind of make, maybe even use two or three minutes at a time. Um, but I think, yeah, it, it, overall, I think Crawford was winning the fight. He was going to go on, probably stop him uh, late on. Um, but it's just a shame the, the way that it's ended, the, the build-up, the, the excitement. I mean, people saying Khan was in the best shape of his life mentally um, and bang up for the fight to, to end like that, which was very kind of anticlimactic. Um, it was a shame, really, for watching it especially from like a british uh, public perspective yeah no um i think yeah you're right that um in terms of that it was it was an it was an anti-climax because you know it's quite rare we see big fights happen uh, end for not not from a punch if it were you know um and it just didn't feel like the type of thing that the corner would want to pull you out for you know it wasn't like you know we've seen some people take sustained beatings uh you know two three rounds and eventually the corner just says no it's enough um, or, you know, they get a big punch and, you know, they, they, they get up, they make the tank count, but, you know, the, the, the onslaught is continuous and there's another two rounds and, you know, they're not throwing anything back. But this one just felt, yeah, it was just like, I have to say when I was there, I did feel that it was like, wow, this is the opportunity. This was the door, the gate, the exit. And he just decided yeah. to take it. Um, but nonetheless, you know, um, I think the only thing I would say from Khan afterwards, what I didn't, I didn't like, um, was the fact there was, you know, in one interview he spoke about a potential rematch and I just thought, okay, slow slow down and cut that chat. But I will always yeah. give him his props because, you know, after the fight, um, at the post-fight conference, um, I didn't think he was going to turn up and most people didn't think he was going to turn up. So Lopez was there, uh, Crawford was there um, and they were kind of talking about themselves, saying what they thought. Lopez said, you know, I think Calm, he, he, he pussied out and um, then Calm yeah, turned up. Yeah, but Khan, Khan turned up. Um, he came and he sat on the on, on on the stage with with Crawford, which is something that always doesn't yeah. happen. You know, they usually do one fire at a time, so he did it together. Um, so I think you got to tell you got to look at it like that. Um, and he, I say, he held his corner, but yeah, it was one of those ones where you know he he spoke up, but yeah, I think you know because he hadn't seen the footage either. Um, in his mind, he was thinking, well. I can't go. To, I can't say too much and be uber, uber confident. I've got to kind of hold hold my tongue. Um, but yeah, I would say you know. That apart from that, it was just literally. Um, it was disappointing. But I will say to talk about the good points on on Crawford. Um, I thought it was good to see yeah. him. You know, want to land the big shot early. You know, he had intentions. Funny enough, you know, his mum. We were speaking. I was speaking to his mum, and she was like, you know, it's going to be a fourth round knockout. Um, and you could see that he was trying to do that. Um, I think one of the things I liked in terms of a defensive standpoint, when Khan was trying to throw, you know, uh, two, three, four punch combination coming forward, um, Crawford was able to kind of keep his 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 his, his arm out, uh, but move back, you know, and just negate the distance. So when Khan was throwing those punches, by the time the last one's thrown, he's not in a defensive stance, and Crawford was ready for the counter attack. Um, and I think Crawford probably highlighted his strength because he was catching him with one, two shots, one, two shots, um, roughing him up a bit. Um, but when you see Khan's face afterwards, he looks like he was in a real, real fight. And that wasn't something that played out as I was watching it live. Do you know what I mean? It didn't feel like he was getting tumped up all over the place. It felt like, um, you know, it was just like a bit of cat and mouse, to be fair. So for me... Yeah, Better off that he did kind of uh, come out the way he did. He didn't look like he had taken some punishment. Um, the knockdown obviously can't 
forget that that played a massive part. He, he was he was wobbled. He, he he did look on shaky legs, and I think the way Crawford's such a spiteful finisher, you would have expected him to kind of press the action, but be also cautious and wary of Khan's hand speed. That if he does land, which he did, I think once or twice did land quite yes. flush. Um, Crawford didn't make much of a difference. Didn't have an overly uh, lasting impact um, in terms of uh, round by round, but still, just to let kind of Crawford know that he's still there. He's still. Um, acting, he's still in the fight. Yeah. Um, would have probably let Crawford uh, step back a bit, but yeah. I think Crawford's very uh, good at obviously with distance. He's able to use angles. He's able to his switch hitting is obviously his his main asset. Um, and I think kind of Khan probably hadn't recovered fully from the the, the first knockdown, but obviously with the the low blow ended the the fight. Um, yeah, he made, well, I think was it was it seven seven rounds. I mean, just to go back, you're right in terms of the few shots Khan landed. Um, and I think for me, that's what I was looking at from a point of view that, you know, would Spence, would Spence Jr. take any confidence from 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 what Khan did? Um, he was supposed to be in the building, actually. Now, I don't know if that was just rumours to get the press kind of talking. And it, to be fairness, it probably was um, because there was nothing yeah. of substance there. It was just kind of like, oh, you know, there's a press pass been allocated for Spence Jr. So, um yeah, uh, you know, if he had come in, that 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 would have been really interesting. Um, so I think from if you're if you're looking at that Spence Junior fight, um, you know, what did Khan did did would he have seen anything in Khan's performance to say well actually Crawford is is beatable? Hundred percent no. Um, but I think the few shots that Khan did land, um, I think Crawford Spence Junior will probably say well it goes to show that he's not you know his his defense is not impregnable. He can get hit, um, but. It needs to be a punch of substance, um, which, you know, is arguable whether Spence could do that. But overall, um, yeah. I think Crawford, you know, good. He, he done what he needed to do. He's got the title. Um, I think it's going to be interesting now, um, and I'll come on to both fighters. I mean, do you what next for Khan? Do you think Khan can continue to fight, or do you think he needs to call it a day? Um, I think he's going to probably have to go back to the drawing board. If he doesn't uh, take the Brook fight, now people are saying that a Brook fight still kind of uh, um, feasible but I, I think if he, if he does retire there's obviously going to be that element from the British public that he's he ducked the Brook fight once again he's found a way to, to, to step aside from that fight um, but it's just the manner in which he's, he's gone out against Crawford it's not as if he's gone out you know and been defiant in maybe an 8-9 round 10 defeat he's, mm. he's gone out the way he has and in, in my opinion found a uh, tried to look for a way out of the fight um yeah, okay, the low blow, like, but you've got to you've got to contend with that. Like, you know, some fighters are gonna employ bullish tactics where they're they're gonna be rough and ready and just kind of let you know their their presence in the ring. But you've got, to, I think, be able to kind of cope with that. And it just kind of looked like Khan wasn't able to to do that. I think Crawford's one of those fighters just to add quickly that um, he, his skill kind of compensates for his size. He's not a fully fledged welterweight. People know 
that he's come up. He's had it relatively easy with the, the, the Jeff Horn fight. He dominated at um, super lightweight against relatively, you know, smaller, like I know Ndongo's an exception. He's a smaller mm. uh, ranger fighter, but even like smaller, stockier fighters. And Crawford himself isn't the biggest of uh, weights, or he wasn't even the biggest of super, super lightweights, but his skill, his, his ring intelligence, his ring generalship, his IQ, all... And his strength, to be fair, he is strong. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, he is Yeah, he is strong. And I think as well, because he has all the, those tools in his arsenal, I think the strength comes with that because he's able to he's able to keep fighters off of his jab. He's able to let you know on the inside of him who's kind of boss. And, um, yeah, I think Khan just can really kind of cope with that. And I think in terms of, like, keeping the fight distance, we even saw against Canelo, the minute he got drawn on the inside, he got caught. And I think that's done his... And, that didn't damage. Instead of keeping the fight at range, which even then, would he have had much success? Probably not because of Crawford's skill. I think Crawford and Canelo, you can't really put them into the same bracket because they're two different fighters stylistically. But even then, kind of not engaging on the inside. I know Khan, when he, when he puts his, his shots together and his hand speed, he has to kind of step in and throw shots. But I think against a fighter like Crawford, who's just as smart as him, just as... Um, and it can match him for, for, for output, shot output, um, and, and even hand speed, you've got to be, I think, a lot smarter. I don't think Khan probably employed the, the, the right tactics in the fight. He got caught early, first round, wobbled, um, and never really kind of reset from there. The, the corner was, seemed quite hostile. It didn't really... Was he, were they giving him the right instructions? Probably not. I mean, I, I can't kind of tell because watching it from telly, you can't really... Kind yeah. of no, no. ...too much of an insight. Yeah. I mean, what was your kind of opinion uh, watching it from from ringside? I mean, kind of round by round, having yeah. Virgil Hunter in the corner. What sort of um, kind of instructions do you think he was kind of what what um, kind of move do you think was in the corner? Do you think that kind of had any bearing on? Yeah, on the I mean, to be honest, they, the corner didn't seem too agitated. Um, to first and foremost, they really didn't seem agitated. Um, I think the key thing is. With Khan, he, you know, we know, and a lot of people, again, in the build-up, we were saying it, you know, in, up on the Thursday and the Friday, was Khan doesn't follow a game plan. So, I don't want to say it doesn't matter what he was being told, but, you know, he was clearly, he was worried. One thing I could say from Khan's performance, in my opinion, he was worried. His legs weren't stable. You know, he had, he had a nervous approach to him. There were moments he attacked, but a lot of the time he was on the retreat. So, yeah, it's hard to say... Um, what, obviously, I wouldn't know what he was told. You know, beforehand, they were talking about the belief. You know, they didn't really say what they were never going to tell us what the game plan was going into it. But, you know, they spoke about the belief that, you know, if, that that Khan can do something. But I guess you have to say, you know, they have to say that. So, yeah, it was um it was an interesting one. But, yeah, for me, I think, for, you know, just to say, I think with Khan, I think he can still have a career. I don't think, you know, his career is necessarily over because he didn't take a damage in, in terms of the Canelo. Um, but I just think... If, you know, when we're talking about big fights, yeah, where does he go? Because, I mean, look, Crawford's probably the toughest of the toughest. Um, but, again, it's just the reputation, you know, why people want to get involved with him. Um, I guess it's all about the fighter that wants to make a name for themselves. Because you could argue Khan will turn into a gatekeeper now, you know. Um, and I know that sounds harsh, but, you know, Khan could become that guy where, you know, a promoter wants their fighter up and coming well to wait or, you know, to, to get a name for themselves, get a dominate, a, a dominant victory and they make the call to Khan. Um, and if they've got money behind him, um, that, that fighter, then, you know, Khan potentially would take that deal for the right price. So yeah, that's, that's, that was my thoughts on that. Um, I think from Crawford, yeah. I wanted to go into the Crawford one. I mean, for Crawford, what do you think he can do next? 
Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of um, welterweights out there that are probably called a fight might see um, something they can, can they can exploit. Um, Crawford, obviously, like a touch in there, was caught maybe once or twice. That probably was unexpected, but we kind of expect that with, um, like, without kind of contradicting, but saying that Chris Khan um, has that, that hand speed that kind of no other welterweight besides maybe Crawford, Spence, arguably, can match. So mm. I think, like, the, the, the welterweights out there, the Garcia's, um, I mean, even like, yeah, I, the Spence fight would be the one that everyone wants to watch the you know, unification is now the way boxing is. People want to see those fights straight away. Um, do I think that will happen next? Probably not, because they will want to build the fight up, give it a bit more profile, um, a bit more kind of exposure. Mm. Um, and also the fact that um, Spence, uh, obviously with Al Heyman and, um, and Crawford with uh, Bob Arum, uh, they'll probably, I think they've touched on, they want to build the fight, give it a bit more... Um, spotlight so I mean Crawford probably can dictate on his own terms what he he wants he's considered pound for pound best in a lot of people's lists so I think um, yeah I mean the, 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 the next step I mean the, the next logical step would be uh, unification against Spence but I do think he's probably going to have maybe one or two fights against kind of lesser lesser opponents but in, within the kind of top five uh, contenders the Garcia's uh, Porters, the Porters, the even Thurman potentially, um, yeah, and uh, even a Matisse or so, someone like of that calibre yeah. uh, before he's going to get Spence. Because I think, like you touched on there, Coe, like he, he, he has shown um, his strength, even though he's come up in weight um, marginally, he, he still kind of carries that, that power from 140 to 147. But I think against someone like Spence, who is fully fledged, he is, he's kind of dictated um, his, his power, his, his brute kind of force. Um, in fights against the Lamont Peterson and um, the Brooks fight, I think Crawford knows that, and I think Crawford will want to probably have a few more fights where he he's able to maybe focus on maybe building a bit more strength because he knows he's got the skills to match. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I mean, I mean, like obviously you you, you bumped into uh, Timothy Bradley, I know in the lobby um, you you spoke to a few others kind of around. What do you think the general consensus is within the the US public? I know there's kind of been a lot of debate about whether the US, the, the UK, the difference in kind of perceptions. I mean, what, what was your kind of general overview of uh, the way people were viewing, uh, even even pre-Crawford uh, Khan, about maybe uh, Crawford's next steps, uh, being around the, the top-ranked camp and also the, the fighters speaking to Crawford's team and his, uh, his stable? I mean, what was the, the kind of general view um, about what kind of the next Yeah, so I'll say this from, um, I mean, it's pretty. it was pretty... Um, straightforward. Um, it were, there were people in this team that obviously believe Spence doesn't want the fight, um, and everyone else wants would say, you know, Crawford needs to look at his options because really, if he wants the belts, none of the belts are on his side in terms of the promotion. And his promoter, who repeatedly did it after the fight, is not being courteous to the other side. So, trying to play ball with somebody that you call a cancer and a ghost, then and, and and you know, is it, I don't see that happening. So. You know, for me, um, a lot of people are just saying, you know, DA is he did nobody can say what he's going to do next because they know that in terms of title belts, he may not get any. Um, and I don't know if Aram's being diplomatic enough to make that happen. Um, so that's that's really where it is now for me. I no one was saying this, but you know, and I don't want to uh, throw shots at top ranking in such a way, but I mean, if I was Crawford, I would if I was him and he was on the right contract, 
I think he should move to sort of a fight by fight contract. You know, if he can be, if he can do a deal, but I mean, I don't know if PBC would do that, but if he can get a deal done yeah. with PBC and it's away from Aaron, maybe a two, two fight deal, maybe three fight deal. And if he really is, wants to be loyal, then go back to, um, uh, top rank, then th- that's fine. Because for me, I just don't know. I think the Spence fight as much as that, I don't think that will happen this year. I think, you know, the money's not there now. It can build, and I, I just, I've said it before. I, I, I would be happy. I wouldn't mind seeing that next year. I think it would be good to see maybe a Crawford against a Porter. Um, but apparently Spence Junior and Porter's being lined up, so that's probably going to happen first. Um, so then would Crawford fight a Thurman? I don't think Thurman would fight Crawford personally, especially with the layoff. So, you know, he's he, he's got to be tough for him. You know, the rest of the year, you know, you think we're in April. You know, I'm sure he would want to get out again. Um, you know, probably maybe soon because, you know, again, it wasn't a, a, a tiresome performance. I think it's going to be tough for him um, what he does next. But, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing um, the wet weight because I think there's no doubt these guys are going to fight each other. Um, and when I say these guys, I mean the top four or five. Um, I think there's no doubt they're going to fight each other. I just think for Crawford, he needs to be careful because at the moment he's on an island um, and there's no ships uh, arriving. So, yeah. you know, it's all well being WBO champion. see the point in that fight personally um if i'm gonna be yeah, i don't really see the point in that fight um prook was there saying that he wants that fight um whether it happens i'll be honest i you know you can never say um but personally i don't really see the point of it um and would be surprised if it was to happen um because you know brook at the moment you know yeah i don't know i i mean he may not have a choice um it, because you know it could be one of his better options, but I don't. I don't even see why. I mean, Brook would say, "Oh yeah, he wants to fight," but I think you know he can't be confident in his ability that he can beat Crawford. Um, I don't think there was anything he would have looked at during the fight to you know that say he's you know he can beat Crawford. He's you know strength, speed, and ring IQ. So yeah, um, it's going to be interesting for him what happens next. Um, but I'll say this much: um, you know, again, it was it, overall it was a good. Good weekend. Um, but before I'm going to open up the calls in, in, in five minutes, so I'll quickly go through the undercard. I mean, the two main names uh, that were being sort of spoken about were Teofoma Lopez, who was fighting, he was fighting um, at Tatlis, and Shakur Stevenson, who was coming up against Diaz, uh, trained by Freddie Roach. Um, Stevenson took some criticism during the night because I think, you know, it was a very skillful performance. I have to be honest, I liked it. The way he was going to the body, using the jab, it was... It was a classy performance for somebody of his age. Um, but I can understand if your people want to see knockouts and such. But I think this guy's a real talent. Really interested to see how his team believe in him. Um, hopefully this little shenanigan court case that is going on, he can move on from that um, and start stepping up. But I thought that was good. Um, Lopez, again, another you know Brooklyn-owned fighter. A lot of noise around him. Uh, good to see him fight. Glad he got the stoppage. I didn't feel the first three rounds he was impressive, though. But eventually he got um, Tatley out there with a body shot. Um, interesting enough, Comey, Richard Comey was in the was in the building, so he was watching that fight. I know they weren't massively 
of impressed. They didn't feel that you know he was uh, a big threat. So you know, it'll be interesting to see what we what, what happens next. But yeah, um, pound for pound, I think um, yeah, it was a decent night of boxing. Uh, good to see some other prospects yeah. out there, and uh, yeah, we go from there. So so listen, I'm going to open up the lines now. Um, going out to seven three four. Seven three floor four. The floor is yours. Hello. Yeah, yeah. What's up? What's up, guys? What's going on? Going, buddy? Yes. That, is that Dwayne? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bless man. You saying good? Ah, uh, yeah. I'm good, man. I'm good. How you been? Hey, man. Yeah, not too bad, man. How you been, bro? Yeah. I'm all good. How are you? Good. Question yeah, or yeah, statement? Cool, man. Virgil Hunter. Virgil Hunter. Apologies, it's been a long day. Yeah. Virgil Hunter right. said to him, "Can you continue?" And he said, "No." So that's quitting. Mm. And he must have forgot about slow motion and HD. Like you can clearly see that the shot didn't hit him in the testicles. And then he goes on Twitter saying he's pissing blood. I don't know if you guys saw that. Oh no, I did. Yeah, you like all, all fighters that get caught in, say, the midsection, kind of below. There. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a re- re- reoccurring thing for the boxers to. To, to pee blood after the fight but do you think in a way that was kind of an excuse I mean that he kind of already looked at that as an excuse the next day maybe a day after to maybe one two days after the fight yeah. to look for, for a way out of um, explaining what he did yeah I just don't believe him I mean I looked at the, 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 the um, low blow and it was on his leg like it was on, 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 his, on his like upper right thigh yeah, yeah, it, it looked like it was lower stomach or testicles or nothing That's a good point because yeah. I, I I saw him and yeah he, he he's he's at his ch- he's been eating the chocolate brownies as he says. For him, do you think he can he can, he can still go on and fight? At, 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 I say the top level, but you know, being in, in, in big fights. Virgil just took a little bit of the pain for him and just said, ah, oh, you know, we pulled him out. But Virgil asked him, 
you want to continue. As a fighter, he says yes or no. It's not like Bird just threw the white towel in and just got him out of there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. You, I mean, you're making some great points. Um, I mean, yeah, for... Khan, I think, you know, it's gonna, it is going to be tough. Um, I think boxing is one of those funny games that you can always come back. But, yeah, you are right. It will be very tough for him. Um, and in terms of... Um, uh, just to move the the the, I think I'm going to really to ask you your 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 thoughts on um one big topic that was kind of being spoken about out there was the whole Miller, the drugs campaign. I think we're about a week from that. It's been a week that's gone happen now. But I mean, what's your? Th- I just want to ask you, what's your thoughts on one the Miller scandal and two the potential replacements, which we know will not be Ortiz. You know what's interesting, and I, I want you to carry on on those two names. But um, what I find interesting about those two, and you know, is that neither of, neither of those two guys are ranked in the top ten. Yeah. So I just think, 
you know, if you're looking at WBA, that's 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 the mandatory. That's the reason Jerome Miller's got that belt because it's his WBA position. You gotta to say to yourself, um, why are you going for the outside the top ten? I know it's short notice. You know, some of the other guys, you know, they're they're, they're not from America, so you know they've got to look at. You know, they need a fighter with an American recognition because at the end day they are fighting in the yeah. states. But yeah, I don't know. I mean. As sad as it is, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, got, I'm, I plan to be there as well. I mean, I think they need to just maybe postpone it because, you know, you're looking at, you know, potentially fighting an Andrew Ruiz who fought on the weekend. If that's re- if they if he really gets the fight and he fought on the weekend, I mean, that's I think that's even shocking to allow a guy to now not get any rest and go back into yeah. camp to prepare for such an opportunity. Um, and. You just say to yourself, I think it will look bad because we're looking about a couple of weeks ago, it was April the 13th and that was the day they had bookmarked and promoted for Wembley. So now you're going to have two shows cancelled in a year. I don't think it's their fault necessarily the June 1st one, but it's not a good look for people to know they've had two shows cancelled. Um, and that will delay Joshua with this whole, you know, Miller, sorry, Miller with Fury and Wilder because he's going to be backtracking. If he doesn't, I mean, even if he doesn't get the right level opponent, potentially, you know, his preparation might not be going to plan. So, yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, would you have liked to have seen Ortiz? Say that again, sir? Would you have liked to have seen Joshua fight Ortiz? Oh, absolutely. That's the only opponent that, that Eddie should be headhunting. I know there's all this talk about his issues with Alheim and etc. But one way or the other, they should just put all that aside, talk the right figures, get that fight done. Because anything else is going to be a bad backlash for Eddie. Like you said, they cancelled April the 13th, they've gone for June the 1st. If they cancel June the 1st, even though it's not their fault, the backlash is still bad. Like, there's only one fight to make, and it's the Ortiz fight. Mm. And the problem they've got as well now, from, from a boxer perspective, is now he's in fight camp. He doesn't have any interest in, 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 in postponing. Yes. He's just thinking, nah, man, I, just just, I ain't been doing all this training three times a day for nothing, I want to fight. Yeah. So it's just a big mess. And I think maybe hindsight for them for them maybe AJ and his management more so than Eddie should be we should have stuck to what we need work if it ain't broke don't fix it mm. if they were staying in the UK it would have been easy to get a replacement the, mm. the real problem is that it's in America and they need to fight some, fight, find someone that they can promote in America anybody in Wembley with AJ could have worked and obviously yeah. the billion fight could have just run so yeah no that's a good point American dream thing is really yeah, no, that's a good point, Emma. And I just want to go back to because even what you're saying about the PBC, I mean, a lot of people should know Andy Ruiz is also promoted by PBC. So if he does get the yeah. fight, it means that they've, there's no, I mean, clearly there's never been issues with them having, doing deals in the past, but that's a hot, at a heavyweight level. That also shows there's no issues there. So yeah, um, I think it's going to be yeah. interesting. Um, it would be really interesting how he plays it um, because, you know, for me, um, yeah, I just don't see the value in Andy Ruiz because, you know, you're talking about somebody that, have, you know, let's be honest, will have no chance, you know, and I don't want to be harsh when yeah. I say it like that, but who's what? what I'd love to know what the bookies would give you uh, in terms of odds for Andy Ruiz against Anthony Joshua. And you get no props for fighting Ruiz because Ruiz loves yeah. Parker and you beat Parker. Yes. So, yeah, yeah exactly. And, and he's not the most physically kind of appealing uh, heavyweight out exactly. there. Exactly. In terms of profile, and you you look at the the, the likes of um, I mean even Michael Hunter recently uh, signed to uh, to the Matchroom stable. He he could be a, a contestant yeah. for AJ. He's got that kind of incline. Um, he's had that 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 win um, against that Russian guard, the, the Monaco Bill. He's trying to 
gather a bit of momentum for the Coley uh, fight he had. So, I mean, yeah, like, he, he, like I agree with you, Dwayne. He's not going to get any props with um, fighting Andy Ruiz. Is he going to get any props with fighting someone that's, you know, even on that same caliber? No, because of the, the, the demand for the Wilder, the Fury fight, even the White, even uh, white the opportunity. But then, obviously, understand the business. Is a White fight going to have this maximum appeal that it would have in the UK? No, because they're both no. fighting. They're born, so it's hard to. I think, like you're right, you're taking kind of taking it back to. It is a bit of a mess, and it is kind of hard to please people in the industry with the heavyweight mix because there is so many barriers in place uh, with fights not kind of uh, uh, happening and falling through for various uh, reasons that are kind of even in this case out of AJ's control. He can't. He can only kind of focus on his training, not worry about uh, what kind of Miller's doing. If Miller's found caught and found out, and the truth's come out, then. He's going to have to deal with the consequences, but then AJ comes on, he fights another uh, opponent, another credible opponent um, on the day he's given, and he moves on. And I think that's the, the way kind of we have to accept it nowadays, that heavyweight boxing is going to have these, these highs and lows, and people are not going to get the fights at the right time, but I think that's just kind of you're not able to please everyone in, in, in this way. Uh, you know what? I won't mind just tagging one more point into what you said as well. Yeah. This kind of shows that Eddie Hearn had a problem anyway, because... When you look back at the previous scenario, he mm. already had another guy ready to go just in case something went wrong. Good point. Why didn't they have a, a plan B with this fight? He already knew that it was a problem as far as, look, we don't really have many opponents. Let's just cross our fingers and hope Miller makes it through the finish line. Mm. Why wasn't there a backup plan? So, you know, yeah, no, that's a, I mean, that's a good point because... Yeah, no, that's a good point. You're right, because I remember it was well publicised that, you know, Takam... They had a conversation or whatever, and just said, you know, keep busy, and you know, I don't yeah. why they said that nobody knows, but you know, I think if you're looking at the Miller situation, and I'm not even going to say with hindsight, but I think inside the boxing world, there's been a lot of a lot of people have had rumors. You, everyone's seen the Deontay Wilder video from about two years ago, where he said, you know, where he's basically yeah. accusing Baby Miller. I think people have questioned the work rate, so now with hindsight, it makes sense because you look at his size. And I never thought Miller had a chance purely because of his size, but I just thought, you know, he's got no fear and he throws a lot of punches. Everyone says he throws yeah. a lot of punches, but now you think about it, it's like, how does someone that's over 300 pounds throw a lot of punches, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, so no, um, definitely I'll get you on that point. So listen, Dwayne, thank you very much for calling in. Um, I'll say... Um, Next weekend is the big one, so yeah. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak to you offline, and then yeah, let's try and maybe get you in the studio as well. Um, when we get ready for that Canelo Jacobs, but um, appreciate your support as per usual. Um, and enjoy your evening. No, no, much appreciate. Cheers, no worries, man. Thanks. Take care. Cheers, thank you. Bye. Cheers. Yeah. So um, so yeah, no, we're gonna quickly go and let's talk about the um the matchroom show. Um, uh, Dave Allen obviously headline against Lucas Brown. Uh, finished Lucas Brown with a body shot. Um, what did you make of that fight, Tom? Yeah, delighted for Dave Allen. I think he's now uh, realised his, his, his potential, the, his need to, to focus, um, to get his, his, his diet uh, plan in, in shape. And uh, yeah, I think the way um, you know Darren Barker's come aboard, he's definitely given him some uh, some added impetus. Um, I think it's one of those things where if Dave Allen uh, fully switched on, he's more than capable of holding his own against any heavyweight. But I think there is. Obviously, that element of if he had started a bit sooner, he had kind of developed those. I know it's well documented, the, the, the struggles that he's kind of gone through. But I think to see him where 
he is now, um, the, the right fight at the right time for him against Lucas Brown, um, and to do it in such a way he did, like in, in that manner, you have to kind of take your take um, your hats off to him, and that he is focused, he's, he's, he's knuckled down, he's got the work done over the last sort of seven eight weeks, and now he can move forward. He can he can really target fights with the likes of David Price, Chisora, um, and yeah, I suppose solidify his his future uh, financially, and whether he goes on. Maybe it might be an added bonus if he goes on a fight with someone like a, a Povetkin. Does it sound realistic? No, but I think that's kind of Dave Allen. It sums up his character. He's ambitious. And, uh, yeah, you're either going to kind of, well, I mean, you're more so going to uh, respect him. Mm. Fact, he's got ambition to go on. But I think he, he knows himself. He's doing it kind of gradually. He's getting into that kind of camp mindset where he has six, seven weeks of diligent training, uh, eating right, structuring his, his kind of his weeks, uh, his routine and having the, the knowledge of someone like Darren Barker in camp is, is always an added bonus kind of for, for up and coming heavyweight. Still young, 27 years old, um, or say 27 years young, but uh, someone that's kind of, yeah, now really in that phase of his career where he can kick on. And I suppose kind of the world's is oyster now, there is no limitations. And if he stays focused, he stays in the gym, he, he wipes out all those kind of distractions. And you don't know what the, his potential can kind of um, do. Yeah, no, agree. I mean, I agree. I mean, I look, I'll be honest. Um, Dave Allen's come far purely from you know the interviews where he's openly speaking about eating KFC and pizzas before fights. I think working with we all Barker, do it, we all do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but well, I think working with Barker has probably helped give him a bit of insight. You know, in day yeah. Barker's a world champion. Um, he's an astute individual in terms of how he thinks and his thought process. So you know, I think I think that that would help. You know, because in day Allen. And like everybody in life, sometimes just need someone to take you under their wing um, and show a bit of belief. Um, where do I think Allen's going to go? I think the funny, the best thing for Allen in a weird way is that his res- his CV doesn't look too bad. You know, when you really deep it and say Dillian White, Ortiz, you know what I mean? So he's, he, he, can, he, he could probably argue that, you know, there's some big fights in there. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. And I think what did um, Kian Thomas said, I think, yeah, probably the, the Chisora fight happens next. Um, it's the right level for both of them. Um, I think it can do. You know, I don't want to. I'm not opening up for pay per view, but I think you know they'll probably make that a pay per view card, and they can get some justification behind that. So yeah, I think if he can take on someone like a Chisora and win, then I definitely think you know the world is Austria in terms of maybe, and this is a big maybe, um, but maybe finding his way to a, a an international title or, or, or a world title at best, but. Um, yeah, I thought that was good. Um, really happy for Joe Joe Cordina. Um, really always been yeah. impressed with his performances. Think he's a really cracking lad. Um, and uh, yeah, really yeah, thoroughly really happy that he got that fight. You know, and, and he and he did what he needed to do. Um, yeah. Um, uh, so yes, I thought that was good. Well, Shannon Courtney, Junior John, exactly. John Harden, Jordan. I mean, what a, what a result for him, eh? Yeah, I mean, even kind of from top to bottom, uh, Shannon Courtney. Uh, Courtney, like you said there, Joe Cordina, uh, Josh Kelly back in action. So, yeah, no, really, like a strong card and uh, all kind of came through with the wins. I was uh, kind of John Alden Gillian, the, the fact that he got his his, uh, his, his shot at uh, a major platform, uh, hats off to him, uh, the work kind of behind the scenes, uh, Dean White, Black, uh, Black Box Management. Uh, yeah, I suppose, yeah, just kind of kickstarts a, a new phase now in his career and uh, the story behind him. Uh, the, the 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 profile now he'll start to start to build. It's a it's a it's a, it's a strong one going forward, coach. So it's, it's interesting to see. Um, obviously the the prospects kind of coming through. We had a 
Ian Thomas in the studio last week, Chris Congo, Craig Richards, all all among the, the title kind of mix um, going forward. So, yeah. yeah, I think in that transition period, just kind of get, get behind them and, uh, yeah, just keep kind of, that's the test that they'll have when they step up onto these major platforms from the small hall scene. Then we'll kind of see the best out of them. We'll see whether they're able to, to cut it with the, the, the best in that, that kind of uh, domestic crop of fighters in their respective ways. So, yeah, no, definitely. I think, I mean, to be honest, mate, I mean, I know everyone says that, and I don't want to say that I'm not being, I'm, I, I lack bias, but I just think it's for boxing in general. I mean, you look at the US scene, you know, I've got to, like I said, I spoke with Shakur Stevenson, you look at Lopez, I've got to speak to another guy, Josh Gray Jr. Um, you know, Fury's going over there, you know, there's, there's, I mean, Dillian White, the reverse announcement's been made, Joe Cordina's young talent. Um, yeah, um, I mean, even great, great news from a, a non-matchroom show but the UK the World Boxing Super Series is now being broadcast on Sky Sports so guys this weekend you're going to have Josh Taylor taking on Anita Denaire and Regis Progress taking on uh, uh, Rillick so you know that's two two competitive fights that we're going to be able to see now so I just think boxing as a whole um, is just really really um, boot bit getting a boost um, and I'm really looking forward yeah. to the next few weeks I mean the next weekend is the big one um, but yeah no looking forward to it as a whole, um, so yeah, no, just to quickly move on, um, we saw the Garcia versus Granados, good win for him, um, hopefully that puts him back in contention, um, I mean, we didn't really speak about it, but, you know, I think you could easily sell a Garcia versus Khan rematch, you know, because, I mean, I felt Garcia won that fight, when I say easily, I mean, he won it easily by, you know, putting him down in the third round, stopped him in the fourth round, but a lot of people seem to think Khan was winning the first two rounds, and, you know, he could have, he just lost focus, but, you know, it is what it is. So maybe that's a fight they could do at welterweight as a rematch. Um, then we've got this weekend's card. You've got Dubois taking on Lati. Uh, good test for him in, in terms of his phase of his career. Leroy Richin also fighting for super middleweight titles. Um, uh, yeah. We've got Sonny Edwards. Uh, Showtime Sonny Edwards. Uh, Jack Catterall. You know, so you look at that card as a whole yeah. and you think, actually, that's a very stacked card. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, very, so... Very No, um, so I want to quickly go through. I um, uh, just want to say, actually, a big up to a, a fighter from um, All Stars, uh, two fighters from All Stars that are fighting this weekend. Martin Furu, who is a super middleweight, um, he's taking on, yeah. he's fighting on a good win show, so good luck to him. Um, and then Zach Tierley, who's also a super middleweight, is vying for, vying for yeah. the vacant Southern Area super middleweight against um, uh, Jimmy Smith, and that's on the Frank Warren show. So really, look, really um, good luck to him. Um, quickly, just gonna go through though, um, in terms of. Leroy Richards going taking on Tommy Langford. Uh, Leroy Richards eleven and zero. Tommy Langford's twenty one and three. Um, again, Commonwealth and a WBO international bout on the line. How do you see that fight going? Yeah, yeah I think uh, momentum's uh, played well into uh, Leroy Richards' hands. I think Langford those defeats to Wellborn and even before that, um, you know, on the uh, WBSS uh, bills. I think they've definitely taken its toll. I think Leroy Richards being the fresher. Uh, fighter coming up has the, the, the trajectory for going uh, and competing on to British uh, kind of honours and maybe European honours 
in maybe 12 to 18 months. So I can see him winning the fight. I think in terms of experience this day, it's the perfect fight for, for Richards because of Langford's respectability in terms of who he's fought. Um, but yeah, no, I think kind of in that kind of decline versus incline phase, uh, Langford's obviously on the decline and Laura Richards um, gathering that momentum. So it'll be interesting to see early on. Um, but I think the Rome Riches will win uh, most likely on points. But uh, as I said, I haven't kind of watched too much of the Rome Riches, but um, I can definitely see kind of um, his, his incline um, and his momentum that he's, he's kind of gathered. Yeah, no, agreed. Um, and I think Daniel Dubois, I think he is in a tough, tough fight. I think it's really going to be interesting. Um, I potentially see his power seeing him through. But listen, Latte is not a mug, you know, 14 fights, one loss. Um, you know, it's the heavyweight division, so he's not a bum. Um, I think it's really good that Frank Warren's putting him in, you know, a bit of a baptism in fire here. So I'm um, looking forward to seeing that. Um, and obviously the man, Sonny Edwards, um, very skillful fighter. Um, what do you think he's going to do on the night? Yeah, good fighter. Um, I think he's uh, he's, he's definitely his true kind of colours are coming out. Uh, very skillful, very flashy. Uh, keeps keep good 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 on the eye. Um, I think very. Te- I think his boxing ability is very uh, uh, underrated. And I think the the fact that he's he's very kind of similar to his brother in the sense that he's he's able to kind of let his shots off, uh, his shot selection, his efficiency, um, all kind of have have its uh, effects. And I think. Um, He's, he, he just has that spite in him, I think, Johnny uh, Edwards. I think you see with Charlie Edwards, he, he's good at keeping his distance, he's taller, he's ranger. But I think with Johnny Edwards, once he gets on the inside of you, works the body, uh, again, like steps in and out of range, he's just very kind of, he's, he's methodical, but he's also very spiteful with his shots as well. So yeah. I can see another stoppage, um, potentially, depending on obviously how tough his, his opponent is. I know he, his last fight, um, he, he went the distance and. Uh, yeah, tough, a tough opponent, but I think kind of, yeah, once he's, he's pushed to that next kind of levels, uh, uh, beyond kind of what his abilities kind of shown so far, then we'll see the best of him. And I think uh, he, he's got all the kind of tools um, to go on and uh, win uh, a world title or even, even matches here, brother, or exceed his brother. Yeah. No, good. No, I hear that, man. Um, so, yeah, so no, um, I think that that's it for this week. It's been a busy, like I said, um, busy weekend um, of boxing yeah. and, and a busy weekend coming up um, so uh, really looking forward to that like I said we've got the World Boxing Super Series uh, so make sure you guys look out for that that's now being televised on Sky Sports um, and then you've got the Frank Warren yeah. card headlined by some really to be fair I mean let's call it right some good British talent um, you might not have known of them from a promotional point of view or they didn't take the Olympic route but these guys are some good fighters that really have put be, been put in a good test so um Really looking forward to seeing uh, how that plays out as well. Um, so, Tom, thanks again um, just uh, yeah. for, for joining us this week. Guys, as per usual, yeah. um, actually, sorry, we've got one last caller. So let, let me open up this caller for, for, for 910. 910, we're going to open up with you before we go. Hello? Hello, Raps on TV. Last but not least, I that, hope. Exactly, definitely. Not... Cut, just make it. <laughs> 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 I was thinking, oh, my God, you know, I'm taking a piss. I'm putting my rum No worries. Question or statement? No, no, no. We'll give you a bit. Question or statement? Yeah. Crawford? Um, I do feel sorry for Amir. Don't get me wrong. But I just think he's tired. And um, partially, I do think there's half truth in what he said. That was a bit of a low blow. And once you take it like that to the balls, uh, 
when you're up against it, you just kind of think that it's cool at a day. Virgil also felt a nosy trainer. But if there's anything serious to happen to Amir, everyone would be turning around to Virgil Hunter and saying, what the hell happened? Why didn't you pull him out when you knew he wasn't capable to finish the fight? And, you know, so it's kind of, it's a bit of a 50-50 thing. But, you know, I can see on the outside how it looked like he quit. It did seem like he quit. Mm. But you've also got to understand the safety element in this. And, you know, the man's gone home to his family in one piece and, you know, if he chooses to retire or leave the sport, he can, um, or now he realises that he's not at the top level. He's tried twice, two or three times now to get to that top peak level, but he's he's not that fighter that he once was anymore. So now he's starting to realise that, you know, maybe the Kelbrook might be a fight, maybe, and then after that, he might just call it a day. But, mm. you know, I, I don't blame him. I can't been in the game for a number of years, and I think respect, we should pay respect where respect is due. Um, he's just not at that level anymore, and he dared to be great. And you can't fault a man for daring to be great over Kelbrook. Yeah. No, that that's not like, exactly. No, no, it's carry on. Uh, oh, two. I had uh, I had the pleasure of being able to entertain a few people at the at the O2 watching mm. the Dave Allen card. Nice. Um, it was a pretty. It was pretty interesting. The atmosphere was really good. I really got to observe from a, from a fan standpoint. I really hear people. I mean, Dave Allen has such a huge number of fans. It's unbelievable. He is a massive prize draw, um, and he's beginning to get. And, and grab the attentions of the heart of boxing fans and they're really beginning to sympathise with this guy and really tune him on. I think he he's really building a solid core fan, uh, a fan base and, you know, I look forward to the flats he continues to go on. He's got Darren Barker in his camp. Um, he's got the money to get the right nutritionist and things in. So I'm interested to see um, what he does with the money and invest himself and how he, he pans out in the next year, the next year or so or to come. Mm. Um, I do feel the punch. I, I don't know. A part of it, I just thought it was a bit too good to be true. That was a fairy tale ending. That mm. I just thought that's a bit too good to be true. Alan was losing the fight. Let's be real. I'm a big fan of Dave Allen. I met him a few times. Um, he's a nice guy, but I do feel that fight was a bit of a fix, personally. But maybe that's me just playing devil's advocate because that shot. I felt Lucas Brown got up from worse than that. Okay, uh, I, I, I just felt he just called it a day and just thought even though he got, pay, he, got, he got a bit of a payout to just you know that was just a bit too that was a bit too straightforward it was a great shot don't get me wrong but I thought that would have dropped him and he would have got back up but uh, yeah. uh, like the man the man took a huge blow from Dylan White and didn't get back up from that and hopefully I understand that but then to get that shot to the body was a bit um, you know it was a good shot and apparently they practiced it and rehearsed it but I just felt it was a bit too cliche but I'm interested to see where he goes and how he managed himself to become a top fighter or the road to challenge him for a heavyweight uh, title if, if he does get to that level. Um, I felt Josh Kelly was very disappointing. Um, I thought he was doing a lot more showboating and really finishing this guy off. He kept dropping the guy, but I don't think he's got that punching power to be able to stop um, stop opponents. It's a bit questionable there, but obviously the opponent was quite credible. He wasn't, he wasn't just a journeyman who was there to come and really put up a fight and, and paying homage to him. Conor Ben was pretty standard. I knew he was going to come with a couple of drop downs and a couple of knockdowns and whatnot. Um, I was really interested in Cordina. I've met Cordina a couple of times and I really like the guy. I think he's a very yeah. humble fighter. I think yes. he's very underrated and I thought that performance really showed the level he's meant to be at. And he's very, he's very clear that look, he's not really there for British titles. He's there for world titles. And, you know, he, as much as he's young, he does feel that he's at the amateur pedigree to be able to challenge and 
speed himself up as to how a Joe Joyce or someone like that is. So I'm really impressed with him. Very, very impressed. War Chisora, um, quite disappointed with the fight. Gashi didn't come for fight, he came to survive. Chisora came for war. I felt that the fight was really, really, really interesting. Um, not interesting, but it was interesting to see the way Chisora's moving and how, if he's still got the boxing ability left. But I thought he was just ticking over. I think he's winding down, to be honest. Um, I think he's just looking for those next few paydays, similar to Khan. Um, he, he's not, but he's never actually got to that top level, uh, unfortunately. But, um, you know, uh, Chisora brings in a massive crowd draw. I think the fans were, the atmosphere was electric for Chisora, almost as big. I would say David hadn't topped it, but uh, Chisora came in chief to support. But it was a big, big support. Um, the fans were really behind the side. I remember people used to boot Chisora back in the day, so yeah. it's, it's good how he's come and, and come to the sport and people are respecting him. Um, John Harding Jr., who was also on your show, uh, I got there I got there just in time for that. He, was, he, he, he did box really well, but I heard he was quite hard on himself mm. uh, towards the back as I caught up with, uh, as I caught up with his uh, advisor, Dean White. Um, he said he was quite hard on himself for that performance, but uh, I think he boxed well. I just want him to come out of his shell a bit more and really show that he can really, he's a bit of a character and I want him to be able to show and come out of his shell because end of the day when people, people love a bit of personality and not just, you know, the standard cliche terms. But um, I think that comes with time and spoiling his confidence and I think Dean and Dylan and advising and managing will get him to that level. Um, but uh, all in all, it was a decent night of boxing. I wasn't overly, I think if the knockout didn't happen with Alan, I would have been quite pissed off and I think fans would have been quite pissed off and kind of, on her a little bit and said she did a kind of um, cost price show cost effective show mm. um, but that's why I also feel the, 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 I also feel the lockdown was a fix because of that because I feel that if it was um, I do feel that if Alan didn't get a lockdown people really would have been on her own back yeah. and said this was not a good night of boxing this was a shit night of boxing because um, Kelly boxed quite poorly um, <clears throat> Kelly boxed quite poorly Ben had a standard journeyman in there you know and she's already come to the war so And I just wanted to say on the on the on the white piece actually because you're right with this Oscar Rivas. I mean, you know, I would tell a lot of people do not get it twisted. He's 26 and 0. Um, you know, he's got a few knockouts, and his last fight was against Brian Jennings earlier this year, and that was a fight I thought Jennings was going to win. 
um, because that would have put Jennings into maybe a bit more of a title contention. So from Rivas's exactly. point of view, exactly. he's clearly thinking, I beat Dillian White, um, I'm going up there. So yeah, I'm not saying he will beat Dillian White, but I think, you know, you've got to take your hats off to Rivas and you also got to take your hats off to, to Dillian White because like you said... Yeah. Dylan White's the guy. No one can tell me that his CV isn't up there with Joshua's, yeah. near, near, near to Joshua's level. No yeah. one can tell me that. He's done it the hard way. You know, he's worked himself up. And I'm really happy the way people are starting, the, the British public are starting to take a liking to him. Even the other day when I was watching his eyes open to the I was literally laughing because he's such a funny character mm. and the personality is coming out, you know. Um, he, I, I really want this guy to go all the way. I want this guy to win a world title. Um, you know, but do I think it's going to happen? Unless Joshua, the only way I see it happening, because I don't really think he might be, I, I think it'll be close, I think she'll knock Joshua down a couple of times maybe, but I don't think he'll be able to beat him. I do yeah. feel that the only way he can get a world title was if Joshua was tied up in several mandatories, or multiple mandatories, where he's going to have to vacate, and if he keeps himself ticking over and keeps fighting people in the top five rankings, he'll get his chance. Um, I, I just think it's, and, and then maybe create a trill, trill on, uh, a trilogy with um, with Joshua, but uh, I don't see him winning a world title if he's beating Joshua. Wilder, I think he's got a chance, but I think Wilder, if he doesn't knock him out with a one punch, then, you know, Dylan White stands a massive chance. Yeah. But, um, okay. yeah, Dylan White, I wish him all the best, one of my favourite fighters. No. One note I want to finish on. Yes. Uh, sorry to keep you going, no, no. I know you were sort of get home to get things, but um, um, yes. what class, Joshua, the way Joshua spoke about me, like, what, I thought it was absolutely yeah, class point, that message. Point. I thought it was funny. I do feel, I just think he's just showing himself to be levels above all the heavyweights in terms of responding and whatnot and hasn't spoken much. Um, I, I just think he's the ultimate defender. And the way he's coming across, and I feel he's just getting brands to take a liking into him purely because of the way he's he's portraying himself and carrying himself um, to be a heavyweight champion. But yeah. the, way he, the way he took Miller in his place was, was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I think, I you know what, I, if I can say one thing to that is, um, or two things, I think, 100%. I think for me, the class element was especially when he said he's not going to put Miller down and blah, blah, blah. You know, um, I thought that was class. I thought there were definitely elements because the way it was staged, it was like there was a 10 second Instagram story and it says swipe up to take you to the YouTube. So clearly there's the business move to watch the rest of the video and get the minutes. But that's, that's the level that he operates. So I'm not even criticizing him on that at all. That shows you the mindset and the strategic vision in that he has to say, listen, I'm going to make an announcement, but I'm going to get some commercial revenue from it. Um, but yeah, I think he's, he, very few people do that and he didn't have to do that. And I think you're right. I think it showed the level he operates and it was like a classy touch. So yeah, no, well, well no, said. But yeah. what, what's been making me laugh at the moment is Dylan White getting onto Gerald Miller's case. It was, it was hilarious. That's what was making me laugh when he kept calling him the juicer and whatnot and saying he wanted to go super sad. It's, it's all quite comical, yeah. really, but I don't think the guy should be banned, personally. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think. think I, know, I think you should get a ban, but not in lifetime. But but listen, listen, Sam. Yeah, thank no, you very no. much. Thank you very much this week for for calling in. Um, appreciate that as per usual. Um, looking forward to next week's show, Canelo Jacobs. Hopefully, we'll get your viewpoints then. Come on, Jacobs. Yes, Jacobs, all the way. Miracle man. Cheers. Thank you again, bro. Take care. Cheers, man. All the best. Cheers. Bye bye. 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 Yes. So, so Tom. Yes, mate. So yeah, like I was saying. Appreciate um, everything this week. Um, that is the last of the callers. Yeah. So, guys, don't forget, this will be up on YouTube and our Facebook pages. So, please to remember to like and subscribe to the channels. Um, the, the details, as per usual, Raps on TV, Instagram, social media, Twitter, 
All of that, all of that, all of that. So have a good week and enjoy the boxing this weekend. Tom, all the best, bro. All the best. Take care. Cheers. Take care.